0: what we're really seeing here is historical subtext as contemporary text, right? What these wealthy parents really wanted to buy was not just a more guaranteed point of entry into elite higher education, which with yawning uh, wealth inequality just becomes a more valuable commodity for the few who can afford to be there. So that's what this relationship is broadly between wealth inequality and elite institutions who benefit greatly, I might add, from that wealth inequality. Wealth inequality will probably destroy access institutions, those working horse institutions that actually promoted upward mobility for poor and middle-class students. But elite institutions are going to win. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that win. But we're also seeing a culture of wealth, which Anand points out, too. This is about about more than money. This is about what can we get away with. And that is the insidious nature of the culture of being wealthy. It is not that their children will be fine. It is that their children will not be finer than the other children who are fine, right? right? There is always an additional layer of privilege and status and opportunity hoarding to be had. And in many ways, it is the entire culture of wealth that says that is what the pursuit of wealth is about. So it's about not only getting in through a guaranteed side door, but getting in in a way that says you deserve to be there even knowing that you got in through the side.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by 4-Eyed Production, and now, let's start the show. Right back in here,
2: Culture Shock Podcast. Ay, ay. Okay, we black, like we never love like we never live, yeah, we black, like we never love like we never live, okay, we black, like we never love like we never live, we never hey, live. hey, cut the mic on, fist up, right on, man, you have no idea. Looking for that inspiration, man, we have that right here. Yeah, we got that good word. just that culture shock for your ear. Here with Courtney B, a girl named Tiffany, we making history. Your favorite podcasters on the net, turn this up. Conversations about the culture that I bet that you love. Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal. It's the culture shock podcast, it's about that time, now let's go. Okay, we like we never love like we never love we black like we never love like we never love okay, we black like we never love like we never right love we black like we never love like we never love did you see Diddy and his little girls when he was trying to, like, put his mouth? Yes. Was it was so gross, funny. but it was cute it at was the same cute. time. He was like, come on, y'all. What is
1: going on? <laughs> he was like, I'm not
2: doing it right. That was so funny. Every time he was about to die.
1: That was like a real dad moment. Like, he looked like a, a father in that moment. If that was he, so sweet. If father had a look. That was so sweet. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, You know what I cannot unsee? What, girl? Scotty ATL reading Llama Llama to um <laughs> bust down.
2: I, I have no clue. These oh, my.
1: God. You didn't see the video? No. B, you gotta check your DMs. I be in you your DMs, girl. Yes. Don't
2: be sliding in my DMs if you ain't trying to get it popping. I'm no. just saying. It's a, <laughs>
1: Listen. For those of you who have kids or who have worked in the school system and you know what Llama Llama is. It's a cute little book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He went to an elementary school and I just saw Scotty ATL here in Charlotte and I can't remember who he opened up for, but I'm
2: surprised. Big
1: boy. Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought we were together. We were. Okay. So he's the guy that um does Bust Down and he read Lama Llama while they were playing that beat, and it was so funny. You just gotta see it for yourself. But I cannot unhear that. So now when I hear the song, I just hear him reading Llama Llama. To a bunch of elementary school kids And they were getting it too They were After so excited they were,
2: Cause kids be knowing all the songs <sighs> And none of their math problems Like but, like mama say You better know their school like you know them songs That's right Okay <laughs> don't, Okay. Don't be bringing in no uh, C's If you in here Rapping all the Cardi B's okay? <laughs> I'm just saying Uh,
1: that's that's what we're not gonna
2: tell okay?
1: Facts on facts on facts uh, listen sis and bro so okay let's get on with this show cause we have, listen, before we even press record, B and I sat here and talked for a good, I know like an hour and a half, what were we doing we should just turn on, right, we should just turn on the mic when we're talking I don't wanna hear some
2: of that stuff, that's true because, you know what, that is the culture shock podcast, uncensored uncensored Get okay, thoughts. that that may be for the people who start donating to this Patreon. We finna get yeah. I mean, maybe y'all can hear the pre-talk, but that's only for the tried and true. Okay, okay, because okay. it's a, it's a no judgment zone up in here, honey. The true blue fans. Yes, because y'all y'all be missing some of the real, <laughs> and I ain't talking about Tamara
1: Okay, the real good, the real bad, the real the ugly. ugly. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay, so, as you know, I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And you have made it to the 55th episode of the Culture Shock podcast.
2: We may be tired. <laughs> we ain't ugly.
1: Uh-uh. But, dear God? We here! here. <laughs> <laughs> so, B, how was your week? We can always pull out a color purple reference, and it's always going to be good. How was your weekend, Every boo? Time.
2: My weekend was... Good. Okay. I got a little bit of culture in what you at that ballet on Freddie. With, on Freddy. not the ballet. The, the ballet on Freddie. Uh huh. We saw some Peter Pan or whatnot. Right. With that black, black uh, ballerina. Oh shoes. my
1: God. Gorgeous. I was gonna tell you that's my favorite part. And like, no disrespect to anybody else, but. I liked whenever they did the beginning part where they were trying to sew Peter Pan's shadow Mm -hmm. back on. That was cute how they, you know, did that and they were flying around and everything. But when Tiger Lily showed up on the stage with her young, pretty black self. And she was standing on them toes. Flames. And them legs were popping. Flames. And her arms were straight. Flames. I said, my God. You know what? That's black girl magic right there. I,
2: I am so, like, Beyonce stand when her little what were those that came out with her, her little entourage I don't know what they were they look like I was about to say I ain't sorry I ain't <laughs> I sorry I was just like okay outfits right okay formation tour where did y'all get these outfits and Beyonce let you borrow them
1: or something like that it was so good and you want to hear something funny Um, So I'm in the parking lot next to the theater trying to leave, right? And you know how the traffic can be sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're trying to leave a ballet or a play. And there are these kids with teenagers who like are going across the parking lot trying to make it into a car that's right in front of me. Why is it Tiger Lily girl? I got so excited. I turned Cardi B down. She's in her regular clothes, but I know it's her. Turn Cardi B down, roll my window down, and before I knew it, I was hollering at her. I scared her. I was like, I'm so sorry. You were just
2: so good, so Listen. beautiful, so black, and so amazing. Listen, that was like little baby uh, Misty Copeland here. Okay. I was like, come okay. on, sister. Come on, little sis.
1: Listen. Stretch the legs out, okay? I don't remember what her real name is, and I'm not going to go get the book or anything so I can tell y'all, but... Here in Charlotte, North Carolina, they are running Peter Pan at night theater, and if you have an opportunity to go see it before it leaves, that little black girl is something else.
2: She was. Um, so, I did that on Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I went to one of my favorite restaurants. Don't judge me, but it was TGI Fridays. Jack Daniel's Chicken and Shrimp with loaded mashed potatoes and broccoli always hit. Okay.
1: I just said that to somebody the other day. Spots. Nothing wrong with Fridays. Now Applebee's,
2: no, i don't pull no,
1: Applebee's, but, but that, Fridays, that,
2: that Jack Daniel's chicken and scrimp. Okay, on perk. This I knew
1: you <laughs> for a reason.
2: Um, so I did that. Went and um, smoked a little hookah. Mm-hmm. Although I hadn't done it in a while because I seen a report on the news and I was just like, Lord, I'm not trying to have no heart attack and no stroke from no hookah. So <laughs> it's been a long time since I have indulged, but I did and had a good time. And then on Sunday, um, my um, little niece from DC Diamond is one of, you know who Lonnie B is, right? I
1: do. I love Lonnie B. Good morning.
2: I mean, she was awesome. So she's one of his dancers mm -hmm. and he came on Sunday evening and he had a show at the, I think it's called the Majestic. It's off Independence. It was such a good show. Really? And I think you would have. Loved it because he talked about how growing up he wanted to be on Broadway. And he was like, my favorite Broadway show is Chicago. Yeah. So he basically did a redo of For real. he had it coming oh my he god he had it coming but it was called a hood the hood bitch blues girl it was so like his own rendition yes. of he had it coming yeah you know i love chicago yes. you know i good. love chicago it was so it was so so good um i really enjoyed myself like my family and him and his family they all are from the same part of dc so i remember seeing him when i was a kid mm-hmm. um so it's just funny to like You know, see him up there, and then my niece is up there, like doing her thing, and she's just beautiful. Her name is Diamond. Um, But her dance name is Pepla, so she goes by Pep. Okay, Pep. But um, it was good. I had a good time. I enjoyed myself, and I remember asking my mom we run away because my mom, she, of course, wanted to see my niece, so. We're on the way over there. And I was like, what kind of show is it? And she was like, I don't know. And so when we got in there, he basically said that he was like, and don't ask me what kind of show this is. I don't know, bitch. If you here, I was like, you're right. Because I don't know what's what's about to happen. But it was kind of like a variety show. It was singing. It was dancing. The best kind of show. He was telling about his truth, his life. It was just... Good, Lonnie needs to be on TV.
1: Lonnie just got engaged a couple yes. weeks ago. I did see that. If you're not following Lonnie um, B on Instagram, it is one of the best things you can do for yourself. Like if you run across a Lonnie B post in the morning, it will make your whole day. It was awesome. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought I was going. I just did not know that it was this week. Yeah, it was this week. Oh, um, it was.
2: It was good, and I. It just made me so happy to see my little baby up there because i just couldn't believe like she's a grown-up and she was just dancing i said where listen call beyonce because she she missing a dancer child what? one of her dancers is lost and she's up in here right so that's what i did um this weekend you know i've been on this self-care relaxing trying to keep myself together look sister's is tired I feel, on a Monday. I okay? feel. Because I had an eventful weekend, but it was worth it. What about you?
1: Same. Tired on a Monday and very discouraged by that. So y'all lift me up in prayer if you think about me this week. Because I cannot believe I'm this exhausted. But it's because I was very productive this weekend. Like, you know how, like, normally you put stuff off. I'm an Aries. I don't know if any of y'all are like this. But, you know, I think I'm Superwoman. So I'm like, oh, I could just do that later. And then mm-hmm. I work well on deadlines, mm-hmm. but always at the last minute. I have no are you a problem. Procrastinator? i so the short answer uh, uh, is yes okay let me just keep it real the short okay. answer is yes but not on purpose it's because there are so many things that i want to do right so i'm trying to fit it all in so i put off things that can be done right now to get other stuff done She prioritized. yes but probably inverted I <laughs> you know um so, yes, on Friday, went to see Peter Pan, was really dope, and then on Saturday, took a lot of meetings. I did a lot of work. I did a lot of work on Saturday, and I worked for 12 hours on Sunday. Jesus Christ. I know. Thinking that I was, because I was like, I'm not doing this. It this, this month, next month, and the month after needs to be about getting money. I can't get money if I don't have my priorities in order, right? So, I say, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's a word.
2: That will preach if you let it.
1: Okay. So, I said, let me get ahead of the game. I'm not going to work hard on Monday and Tuesday because I need to be thinking about personal stuff, right? Right. Girl, this is why y'all put your mouth on nothing. Because the moment I said that, the universe said, ha-ha, yes, you will be. Work- I worked my butt off. Psych your mind, make your booty shine. I worked my butt off, and so I'm going to learn to keep things to myself.
2: Um, well, at least you are... It's like this at the beginning of the week. So that means that the rest of the week. You can forget it on Friday. We just, okay, we just, I already, I mentally tap out on Thursdays after lunch. I'm just here
1: so I don't get fired. Okay, on Friday. In the words
2: of the beast. I can't say what I be doing, but on Friday, minimal (laughs) effort is given. To anybody but me. Right. I'm just just putting that out there.
1: So I walked away from the weekend feeling accomplished, but here I am and I need a nap. And I probably won't get one until Saturday if I'm lucky. Uh, with that being said, you know, every week, Early we come week. to you guys with the good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you what's been going on in the world. We tell you how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. We don't even always agree with each other. We love to hear from you on the issue. So, B. yo. Yep. What happened this week that was impactful to you? Girl.
2: White people, white people. Uh and getting caught. <laughs> but not
1: getting in trouble. I don't know. they get okay. in some trouble. Let's talk about it. What kind of trouble, though? Because I, I got a gripe either way. Maybe I'm just in the mood to complain. I don't know.
2: And I'm not saying that, like, I'm just bashing because we do some stuff, too. But we always get called down, called on our stuff. I'm going to
1: we go to jail for changing the address to our kids' um, where our kids live just so they can go to a better school even if the address is just their grandmama house or we get uh five years in jail for not knowing that we were ineligible to vote and still voting this okay always gonna bother me it makes me sick to my stomach and angry
2: but go ahead so just like we gotta hold that L with Jussie that at this moment because we don't know y'all gotta hold this L okay this is all y'all so this past week this past week The U.S. Attorney. The U.S. Attorney. Of these 50 states charged over 50 people in federal court as a part of a long-running nationwide (laughs) conspiracy (laughs) conspiracy to illicitly gain admission for high school students into elite colleges and universities. Did you hear
1: what she said? Did y'all hear what she said? 50.
2: So, basically, people were bribing, cheating for their mediocre or below mediocre children to get into elite colleges that they had no business being in.
1: Here's my thing. They paid so much money, you could have sent three or four kids to college. Why? I still don't understand the purpose behind what they did other than wanting your child to graduate from an Ivy League school.
2: Well, this is This is my thing about it. Why do you feel like just because your child is your child that they deserve a spot in this university over someone who has been working their butt off to get there? Like, why do you just think that, oh, I'm just going to pay for you to get there? My thing is, if they were not the brightest in high school, are you just going to continue to just pay? I mean, like, I guess that's what you're going to have to do because, sis, they're going to flunk out.
1: This is why we graduate from schools where we were held accountable and then we get into the workforce with these mediocre people who graduated from these prestigious schools and they can't even function with like regular groups of individuals they don't know how to do their jobs and a lot of times you're doing the job for them or training them for the position that they have they're getting paid two three sometimes four times what you're getting paid and yet because they went to an ivy league school they're better than you they deserve the job. Bootstrap conversations are being had. Think about the number of students who should have had those positions mm-hmm. but didn't get them because somebody else's parents was were paying off the school so that they could get that that spot. If I had ever applied to one of those schools and didn't get in, and didn't get in during <laughs> this time period, I
2: would be suing. They would have to pay me. I mean, they were paying, the payments ranged from, like, $15,000 to, like, $6.5 million. $6.5 mil, uh, $6. million in, in payments.
1: Yeah. That's, why would you do that? If you had that so much that, money, I don't
2: even need to go to school. So their so children can basically grow up and be like that dude that had the fire Festival. Cause that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to get out into, these, into the real world and... F up something, or get to medical school and about kill somebody because they think that they can buy their way through everything, and you cannot. It will, it will, it will get you in certain rooms, and, but at the end of the day, it's gonna come a time where that skill is gonna be tested. Let me
1: tell you something. If my parent could pay upward of six million dollars, why are you even going to school? Thank you. If my mama could pay $6 million unless I wanted to be a doctor or a profession that that required that kind of education. We should be at home when I'm like 17 figuring out what business and maybe I need to go take some business classes maybe I need to get an associate's degree or whatever but what business you're going to help me as my parent open even if I you know we make this agreement where I pay you back or or whatever. why
2: why steal a spot from somebody else and um I mean it's just it, it's just mind-boggling to me I mean they had even been paying the proctors mm-hmm. um to go in and change test results to, mm-hmm. and questions on the test and answers to make that make it look like these students were um, making higher than what they were on their interest exams like the SATs and the act mm-hmm. um and the the two that they've highlighted these are not the only people but the the famous or the celebrity um, um, names that have been mentioned or people that have been arrested is Felicity Huffman from mm-hmm. Desperate Housewives and American Crime and Lori Loughlin um, who was Aunt Becky from Full House and, and Fuller House. Right. And what's so crazy is that Lori Loughlin's um, daughter is a is apparently a YouTube a YouTuber. Yeah. And she has been screenshotted and recorded on her YouTube channel saying that she doesn't even know how much she's even going to be in school. Or, I'm like, so why, what are you paying all this money for when she's saying that she doesn't even know how much, like, she said, you, you guys know I'm really not into school. So, why are you now risking federal, federal crime, really... a federal conviction for a child who don't even want to be in school? Right. So, is this and about it, her or is it about you? And if she's a popular YouTuber, then she's already she making is. money. She's a very, very popular um, YouTuber. Um... I mean, it's just so crazy, like Lori Loughlin, and you know her husband is um, Massimo, I can't pronounce it, I think it's Mm Gianulli. Massimo from Target, that's her husband, he's that designer. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, I did know that. Yeah, they paid $500,000 in exchange for having their two daughters designated as recruits, um, crew recruits. They've never been on a crew team, they've never done any of that. So that they can fill that spot. Like, can you imagine being someone who has participated in that sport since, like, middle school? And you can't get in because somebody is faking and lying and saying that they're... If I was
1: a student athlete and I had applied and I knew that my grades were good and I knew I was a great athlete, you would have to pay me.
2: I, I just, um, I don't like to see anyone get in trouble and go to jail. But I do think that you ought to be held accountable for what you do. And I hope that this was worth it to y'all. To be freaking in federal court. To be humiliated in front of the world. Like, you're not just like Joe Schmo. Like, you, y'all you are really famous. I mean, like, it's... I'm not going through all that for my kid. Like, if you don't want to do your work, that's fine. But you just need to figure out what you're going to do. I'm not spending no millions of dollars for you to get in school and still be on YouTube saying you don't even want to do this like girl i just committed fraud to get you here <laughs> you're still on youtube talking about i don't know how much i'm gonna be in school because you don't know, have all these projects and things coming up but i am excited for game days and you know like parties and pe- that's what she said that's what she said girl i said mm i'm glad my little old degree was bought and paid for with blood sweat and tears girl and Stella Mae, here's the thing.
1: I don't think <laughs> I thought that they I don't think they're going to get in the kind of trouble that they need to get into. Mm. Um yes, embarrassment might be like the worst of it for them. And yes, they will likely have to pay a fine to someone, but we already see that money is not the the issue anyway. I feel like they should be expelled. I could have sworn I read something today that said that some of uh, somebody's
2: job yeah somebody's daughters withdrew they should they should have to with they should have to withdraw or be or be forced to be expelled like we're gonna you face expulsion if you don't just go ahead and drop these classes boom yeah
1: i really don't like it because then you have situations where like um the young lady camilla campbell that wanted to go to um florida state university and major in dance and i think she had like a 3.1 gpa and she took the sat You read that story where she scored a nine hundred, not the worst they say to score in the whole wide world. And then, so seven months later, she took it again, which a lot of students do, and she made a twelve thirty. But instead of a letter with the score in it, she got a letter saying basically that her new scores were not valid because she did better.
2: Yeah, that makes no
1: sense. So, now she's, you know, she's having to go through an appeal process and prove that she made a 1230. How can
2: she prove? Like, I went there and took the test. Like, what are you talking about? Right. But, listen. When you got up. The, when you got the complexion for, for the protection, protection. That's a real thing. Child. That's why I get sick of I mean, of look at the saying. White House. <laughs> I mean, he got all his kids in there. Look at the view of Meghan McCain. She, she ain't never... Took a political science class in her lifetime, but she's a political analyst. Boo, you went to Columbia for art history, so who told you was, you were a political analyst? Because her father, <laughs> Girl, bye. my father, Girl, okay. Bye. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: Okay, what you got? What else? Um, so I'm sure by now you guys have um, heard the story about the white supremacists. Um, the 28 year old. Brenton Tarrant I think it's how you pronounce his last name who um, attacked mosques in New Zealand mm-hmm. and at one time I heard that there were 50 deaths another time I heard that there were 51 deaths um, so so many things about this story I mean it's a classic case of this happens once or twice a year somewhere in the world where people are going to church or going to an event to have a good time to worship or whatever, and they don't make it out alive. Um, I was reading individual stories today and I was just getting so inundated with sadness. It was ridiculous. I know there was like a newlywed couple in there, you know, just, just on a Friday at service. Anyway, um, I want to give a huge shout out to New Zealand's prime minister, Mm -hmm. um, Jacinda, who, in mourning the loss and showing respect um, after the terrorist attacks was in full hijab. Um, And she said that, um, that they were going to take care of the families. They were going to take care of the funerals and they were going to take care of the families as long as it took. And that they are working on reform, that they're banning Mm -hmm. assault rifles, just true leadership. I want to mention that YouTube did a stellar job I know they were like on pins and needles trying to get the video down. So there was video footage of the Mm -hmm. actual attack. Um, And people kept posting it, which is a whole nother thing. Like, why are you doing this? But eventually they went in to shut down like loads of things until they could get all the videos pulled. Um, So huge shout out to them. And I hear that Brenton, um, they did get a warrant for his mother's house Mm -hmm. and his sister's house. Um, and he is expecting, well, they are expecting him to, um, represent himself. Mm -hmm. So they did ask him if he wanted counsel several times. He said, no, um, we're hearing that they believe that it's, um, a ploy to be able to spread some of his white supremacist views.
2: Yeah, because he was like, um, in the pictures that they posted when he was in custody, he was in the picture, he is exhibiting a white supremacist hand gesture Mm -hmm. in the pictures Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing that just really, it always mind boggles me is, is just the, the contrast between news outlets. Yeah. Like how they report it. Yeah. Yes. You know, cause CNN is like calling this what it is. It's a terror attack, blah, blah, blah. And then Fox News is like, well, we don't know whether they were targeted because of their race or because of their religion. What? What doesn't matter? What does it matter? It's still a terrorist attack. And he's, he's, he's. he's showing a white supremacist hand gesture what what why, why is it need? that every
1: time that comes up people are like uh that's not yes it is
2: yes it is yes it is i don't know i just i,
1: I, I uh, they also believe that i don't know even though he was they do think that um it, it was just one attacker but okay. believe that there could have been other people
2: helping to execute um mm-hmm. uh, The attacks, and he also there was some manifesto that came out where he said that one of his inspirations was Candace Owens. (laughs) (laughs) Child, I realized that my my
1: response just now was inappropriate, but girl, that's what he said.
2: One of his biggest influences was Candace Owens in what way? I guess in her rhetoric. And I was, but but you know what? I was looking at something on YouTube. And basically, wow, it was brought what, what, and it's, it's called the majority report, and they do really well with, of course, I, stuff. yes, you they do. That? I yeah. do. So, he basically said he could be saying that so that people would target her because maybe he feels like you don't need to be in a white supremacy yeah. movement anyway, right? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know, but the fact that your name was mentioned, I would a, be shook honestly
1: if I was and I'm not scared of much but I would be shook if I were her yeah because
2: you think that these this stuff that you're out here saying doesn't hold any weight right. which it doesn't with me because I think you're an idiot but it always but somebody latches on to that
1: foolishness there will always be an audience for whatever someone has to say you gotta be careful yeah you can say whatever you want to but just understand what the repercussions of that
2: could be yeah so prayers yeah. to the families Um, I don't know what has to happen for these types of things to stop happening. It's just scary because it kind of makes you just want to do bedside Baptist because I don't have time for y'all to be coming up in there doing that. I truly believe that that's one of the
1: reasons a lot of people have like started to stay away from heavily crowded places
2: like churches. Yeah. Because you never know, even like at the concerts Mm -hmm. and like. With Ariana Grande, like you can't get the you can't get the explosives in, so you just put them outside and detonate them as people are coming out. Like, how can you And you know how 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 it is when you're coming out of a concert? It's like everybody. Yeah. People are just sick and evil, but I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some reprieve from all of this craziness. I don't know if we will, but it's just a sad time. True. And I'm weary of the ways of the world. Me too. Where does it launch?
1: Amen. (laughs) Um, So, speaking of, uh, I don't know, Islamophobia, xenophobia, um, bigotry, what's up with your girl? And she grabs her wine. So, let's talk through this for a second. Just for a second. Um, so, Jess was on a plane this past weekend or week, um, when it, whatever day that was. And she was documentary Doc. I cannot talk. Every she week. She was documenting. Documentaring. <laughs> that's <laughs> do- that's a new one. What you doing? I'm not here documenting. <laughs> mm-hmm. The, the B, act of documenting. Do not do me. Okay. She was documenting four men in turbans boarding the same plane as her um, via her Instagram stories, because, you know, just the message, Instagram famous. Um, she's been on while Out. Fox. Um, yeah, she does, she, yeah. Rail she does have, that's right. Mm-hmm. Real, real on Fox. Real on Fox. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, in the video, you could hear her, um, like in a panic voice, like gasped, And then she was like, uh, where are they going? Where are they going? And then in another set of videos, she's like, if I'm scared, I guess people like started dragging her. Of so course. she's like, I'm scared. If I'm scared, I'm scared. Um, she said, just, just double down, following... Well, she said, F y'all. <laughs> she said, F how y'all feel. Y'all mad at me because I don't side with other every other black person, I which I didn't understand. Is. I'm like, what
2: are you talking about, I'm with girl? you on
1: that. I think we're on the
2: same page as far he as that is ex- concerned. Take them bat wings off your eyelids. Stop it. First of all, I love you. You funny, but them, them bat wings. says get some individual lashes, boo. <laughs> um, she said... I felt
1: threatened, and that was it. And I'm not flying there. Um, and she said, We were evacuated, bitch. Why? <laughs> Why? With no reason explained at all, no technical difficulties or nothing. Y'all gonna listen to Just a Mess one day because my, my news is, is real. real. So I just want to, I want to back all the way back for a little bit because I've been reading like just the, just the mess or just hilarious got these guys kicked off the plane. And I I looked at the video today and I said, wait, that doesn't look right. Because if it were me, right, let's just say I was in Jess's shoes. If I got the man kicked off the plane because of something that I did or said, or I called over the stewardess and said that I was scared and we, they evacuated the whole plane, we all had to get off. When I got back on the plane, they why would, would I make a, a video saying, OK, because she made another video. And she's like, so y'all gonna listen to me one day. Like, where, where are they? How is it that we all back on the same plane? And like, I would know that it was me that got them kicked off. There would be no no reason for that video and among other things. And so I don't think that just got them kicked off. Of I don't the think plane. she got enough power.
2: Ain't nobody getting kicked off for of no black person.
1: Dang, because maybe I, if, if somebody was really showing their behind but i feel like that person would get you. yeah i feel yeah. like that person would get taken off too so i'm inclined to believe that someone else said something and those men because they're not it got taken off because they're not sitting around watching jess's uh instagrams while they're right. trying to get ready and to she take never off. showed
2: herself going and saying this is what i mean you know it's just i feel like it's a lot of stuff missing in the story right but what i want to what i would like to say is i know these people be instagram famous but some stuff you need to keep to yourself i i also that that's the thing like you need to keep it to yourself sis because you don't want this kind of work right you got enough hilarious
1: content or funny now some people don't find her funny I don't think that I did in the beginning but then like there's some like even when Instagram went down last week and then she put that video up about how kids were playing and she learned, learned that her son was six years old like that made I me so she's funny. I thought that I, was good I think
2: she's funny and, the, and one reason why I like Jess is because Jess can be funny as herself she don't have to put on no costume you know she's not one of these dudes that have to dress like a woman in every video to be funny like she's just on there talking being herself and she's funny But I feel like when you're on that platform and that's how you basically make your money and connect with your audience, you have to be careful about Mm oversharing and thinking about, especially in this day and age, like back in the day, like, I mean, me and my brother were talking about like on Ace Ventura where it was like, just the, the stuff they were making fun of now. Oh my god.
1: Like It would make you cringe if the movie came out today but Ace Ventura is a movie that people went back and back and back exactly. to watch over and over and over again.
2: So I don't think that comedy was as heavily scrutinized as it is now given the times that we live in. Yeah. So that is something that she's going to have to take into account. <laughs> but I just can't see Jess Hilarious getting them people kicked off their plane. Because oh, I'm scared like that ain't this the I, whole I, setup didn't, didn't I don't,
1: look right. No. Um I I totally disagree with the way that she handled it. Inappropriate. Um, yes, yeah, she was very inappropriate and I don't understand how people in turbans made you feel uncomfortable. When you right had there. a sum on your head. I was thinking that when I watched the video for what? the second oh god, when I was watching video for the, the second hell? time, I was like Yeah, but what you have on your head, the way you have it on your head, somebody would think the
2: same thing about you. So what are you talking about, sis? Girl, you better just stick to the just with the mess and going on your tour and reel on Fox and whatever. Just stop it. Just stop, girl. That bite back is strong, though. She did not play
1: like whenever... (laughs) Like, she cannot be heavily criticized by anyone. because oh, no, she's she just gonna it, bite. Though. Yeah.
2: Then she gonna get on there and talk and post something. Like, I got Muslim in my family. Bye, Jess. Okay, see, I Bye. did not even see that. Bye, because we That's can't. That's like, with I got other... black friends. Yeah, like, Or I got why? gay
1: friends. Like, what?
2: So if, if you got Muslim my in your brothers... family, why are you scared? That makes no sense. Girl, s- zip it.
1: Zero six. Before sense, you girl. get canceled. For real, for real. Right. In the, in the age of canceling people. Which I totally don't understand what that fully means sometimes. But I digress.
2: I had, um, I, I had that conversation too with the whole cancel culture. Because. I, you got to do something really horrible for me
1: to. Th- like yes. Uh, uh, I was about to say Donnie. Donald Trump is canceled to me. But he's been canceled. I never liked the guy anyway. Yeah he's canceled. But like I
2: think that people like I I have people that I feel like I've canceled and I really don't feel like there's any way for me for them to be uncanceled but when I say I'm canceling them if they were to go on and do whatever I mean I don't care Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that they're not gonna get any of my money right you know what I mean like the whole cancel thing like oh I just despise my hate no it's just I know that this is I how don't you make your money. Them. Yeah, and I know that this is how you make your R money. R. Kelly is canceled, so I'm not gonna play into that and give you any of my coins. Right. But y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. I'm not gonna ride around like you cancel. You can No, I'm just. I just don't fool with that. Like, I just think I don't sometimes we
1: cancel people for the wrong things. Like yes, R. Kelly is canceled. He mistreats women. Not only does he mistreat women, like not in the way that people who are in relationships arguing. You're like, oh, he's a terrible man or a terrible boyfriend or husband or whatever. Like. He really manipulates and has, you know, raped, and you're canceled. But some of the other people that were out here canceling just don't. I mean, don't even deserve. That doesn't even deserve that kind of energy. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. No. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you gotta be.
2: Ooh, I'm a hush. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say that. That's for the. That's for the off air. Oh, okay. But I feel like you gotta reach a certain calibre for me to even care to say that you cancel. <laughs> And that's like I said about that. You sure that ain't your good word? That okay, is. okay. Um, so get on my level before you get canceled. Okay, right. you got to get up on the level <laughs> to to be worthy of a cancel. Because if not, we just ignoring you for a couple days. Like, girl, sit down. Girl, honey, sit down. What else? Okay, so I want to talk about this because I don't be understanding. So over the week, last week. Mm-hmm. um a guy named gordon davis was out in atl you know living his best life hopping in an uber trying to get from point a to point b so he oh, calls his uber girl guess who show
1: up my man's in them my man's in them jahane yes
2: fabulous yes back tight yes put that woman put first. that woman first showed up in an uber okay Jaheim got a side gig? Listen, he said that he was in town visiting relatives. He didn't have enough money to get back home. And that he was driving an Uber to make some cash to get back home. Okay. And I'm just trying to figure out what in the world of R&B is going on that Jaheim can't book a show. Jaheim got some hits. Like, we could get us a Jaheim. We could get us a little Avant. We could have us a little R&B ladies night. I don't know if anybody wants to, you know, <laughs> go there. Right. But they got the hits. They yeah. got the hits. Like,
1: jaheem is one of my favorite artists of all time and like not like super not how this isn't name dropping or whatever but um most people know like i used to work in radio and so he was so kind he like he is a kind person so kind that like one night after a show i was like hey can you call my mama she really loves your music he was like yeah give me your phone he called my mom i always tell people like she played it so cool because my mom is just so you know people are people right like it's Jaheen. yes he has a talent but you know he's a person and um just real humble real kind obviously a do what you gotta do kind of guy and we obviously see that because he's out making he's not asking anybody for any money He's working.
2: Working. Didn't we just coins. go through
1: this with Elvin
2: from um the Cosby Show? All I can say is, ain't nothing stopping me from getting back tight with you. Go ahead and trip. You got the right Ooh, to. That is my, my jam. Mercy. Listen, Jahim, do what you got to do. That's all right. I mean, he said that he is not ashamed. He, he's doing Uber as a means to survival right now. That's right. you promoters, get Jaheim on the show. Please. If we can get KC and JoJo back out here, we can get Jaheim <laughs> back.
1: Okay? I would actually go to a KC, JoJo, uh, H-Town, uh, I, Jaheim. I, would, I'm uh, not, I can't
2: do H-Town. Why? Because Dino is gone. I know, but no, it's still no. going to hit the same? No, it ain't going to hit. Yes, it is. It is not because i Would I'm you not, go to a TLC show? No. Okay. Because this is the thing. And it's no disrespect because I just posted H Town. I don't think y'all understand the um, the amount of obsession I had for H Town back in the day. I had no business. I was gonna to say that. you were kind of a baby. Girl, how they take uh, begging at the Dark. Don't ask me, ma'am. I, had, I didn't know what they were talking I need about. To talk to your mother. I had that and um, Bone Thugs, uh, Easy turtle nineteen ninety nine. Boop. Okay. The unedited versions. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, Dino was the boat, the voice to H Town. Dino unfortunately passed away. Him and his pregnant girlfriend in a car crash years and years ago. Yeah. I like G.I. and Shazam, yeah. but they ain't got them vocals like Dino did. Fair. Fair. Okay, so I don't know about that, but I could do a little Jaheim. I could do a little Casey, JoJo, and Dalvin because Devontae is. <laughs> don't do that. Devontae be you, Devontae is Devontae. Yes, Devontae is Devontae. He's out Devontae We can get a little Avant. I mean,
1: we could we can get this thing together. What's crazy is that show that I was just talking about uh, had Avant and Jaimie. Listen, a performance. somebody was, will have a baby after.
2: after. I mean, somebody getting pregnant <laughs> for sure. It won't, it won't be your girl. You sure? Uh, girl. Okay. No, the shop ain't open until I meet, to me and somebody's son gets <laughs> in. <laughs> you and that somebody's son. Oh, and when I tell you that the that the boys been in their feelings about. Me and somebody, so I like y'all can't let it. I really sometimes I really feel like y'all just don't like black women. Y'all don't want us to have no joy. Mm-mm. We can't have no fun. Y'all can listen to you know hip hop that's been out for 30 years about bitch this, hold that, suck my dick. Da-da-da-da. When we get a few Cardi B's and a few Megan the Stallions, oh, like chill out. Right, it's not good. Let us have things. Let us have. I things. have a whole separate uh, comment
1: about like gosh. what Black women deserve that I want to talk to y'all about one let, day.
2: Let us have a little Instagram. I seen people posting me and somebody's daughter with non-Black. Like that's not what this. We're not doing that. That's right. not what this is. This is about us. Don't right. come up in here, including everybody else. Right. If you're gonna do that, just leave it alone. Like fubu. Haven't we said that a thousand times on the show? That's right. For well, us, by us. Let us have things. Stop being joy snatchers. We don't snatch y'all's joy. Leave us alone. At all. But anyway, we went all the way off. Somebody get Jaheim a gig. Somebody get Jaheim him. on the phone. And invite me. Right. As long as he don't get on that purple zoot suit that he had on. I don't care <laughs> I don't care. At Whitney Houston's funeral. None no, we can, we can take him to Macy's. We can get him a clearance. Right. pair of jeans and an American Eagle shirt. Fact. He ain't gotta wear the zoop suit. So that was that was real. That was that really looked like leave your boy alone. Something from New Jack City, like sir. What what, what was what was going on when you when you thought of putting on that purple rain suit? Right. I mean, I'm not I'm not judging. Maybe that's all you had. Right. But you just can't you can't wear that on tour. Listen to me, I'm your manager. You you can't wear that on tour. Mm-mm. And on that note, moving right along to
1: another. <laughs> another artist I just want to mention this because I don't know most of you guys have probably seen it by the time you hear this show but Tiana Taylor who I am a fan of um, I saw the video finally she dropped issues also known as uh, Hold On okay and um, writer, director she's doing her thing the video has like that whole 90s feel to it. You I know you haven't seen it, be, but you're mm-hmm. gonna love it. Um it's got Lori Harvey, uh Steve Harvey's daughter, um, in the video as like a, a main interest. Cause I think they're like real good friends they are, they okay. tight. Yeah. Um and it's so funny because just moving on to something else. I got a text message this weekend and the text message just read Lori Harvey and Diddy and I just opened it what? and I rolled my eyes and I responded nope.
2: No, so there's this man. rumor
1: going around. You know she used to date what? what who was it? Justin. Justin. Yes. Oh, Justin and Kristen. Now, we come always on. had he ain't this that dirty. I know. No, he would never do that. She, I, don't, I don't think so. She loved Kim. They were seen in the same place, and I just got irritated because I was like, they're both. They both have a celebrity status, and they both get invited to places. And if She used to date his son. I know that there are grimy people like that because I have been tried like that before by Mm. somebody's daddy. Disgusting. Um, But, why can't it just be that they were invited to the same party if... If and I'm he knows right her at,
2: obviously, so
1: right. I would pro, I'm not. I wouldn't be stuck up under somebody's daddy. But like, if I had dated somebody's son and I was cool with their dad and still cool with their whole family, listen. And we're in a different state. You probably listen. gonna see me a couple steps behind
2: them too. Listen, let me get with Quincy, and Diddy F- know me, and I'm out. Oh, I'm over here with Diddy. Thank right. you, Sarah, <laughs> so, right, Like, why Fam- would not? Famous this is, or not? Yeah, this is this family is over here. Right, it's family. You know he's gonna look out. Come on now! I no, don't know. Yeah, people just and people
1: ran with this rumor all that's weekend, ridiculous. and I was just so confused by that. They were calling her all kinds of names, not just people, but like in the reporting, like talking about her reputation she don't have and no how reputation. she's seen. She don't she's have been seen reputation. with several different men.
2: Like she dating. She is that's not married.
1: That's what I'm saying. I get sick of that. These, these
2: men get it. And they get ladies, man, and player, and all of this. She is out here living her life. She can date whoever she wants to. That's why everybody was attacking me on Twitter when I said, Lori Harvey has it right you date who you want until right. you settle down
1: until somebody comes that da- comes around and locks it down that i actually like then then i won't be dating but
2: i can date i mean she
1: can't help it that she's famous people gonna see her out put me in a positive courtship where i feel loved and protected and respected and then i won't be out here dating anymore oh okay. now
2: that's a word and it'll preach. If you let it. If you let it. Hallelujah. Uh, you better come on and, and get on, get up on, call on the Lord on high in this listen. place. Call on Jesus. I have to hold my eyes sometimes
1: because it starts jumping because I just get so passionate. <laughs> oh, did you see where they're going to um, allow cameras in the courtroom during the R. Kelly but
2: trial? I just said this to, who was I speaking with? I was speaking with someone, maybe a friend on the phone, and I said... At this point, now I'm not going to lie, and those of you listen to this, you may feel upset, you may feel a certain kind of way. But when I tell you that I had to forcibly like remove my phone from my <laughs> desk when them damn interviews come out, because that uh, was pure entertainment. R Kelly was. is crazy, like it was entertainment, but I feel like the message and the and the the people who are really important in this case are gonna get lost because of all of the foolish mm-hmm. foolish ish the, the 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 show and the spectacle
1: and the like. You think it's, it's gonna be like
2: um uh, OJ Simpson the OJ Simpson yes. trial? Yes. And I'm just like I'm not saying that. I feel like it's gonna be like the episode of Boondocks. He just might as well jump up on the table and just start stepping in the name of love he yeah. might as well he might as well just jump on up there Courtney, what you gonna do with that die laughing when I tell you I'll be in the floor I was just getting ready
1: to say I could. I literally have a visual of you in the floor in screaming the floor.
2: because when I tell you them darn cl- when they made him look like Pinky from next Friday yeah. when he was crying I lost it Like it was like trapped in the closet but see R. Kelly is at the end of the day he is an artist He knows what he's doing. He is playing it up to the cameras. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. He thinks that he can charm and charisma his way out of this. It's not going to happen. And I feel like it's going to turn into, I mean, it kind of is the R. Kelly show, but it's going to turn into like the R. Kelly show. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a spectacle. Right. So, I mean, I don't know, but I can't say that I won't look. Cause I might need to see what what happens to Sylvester. I'm gonna be um, watching, but only
1: for research purposes. You know, I have this podcast, and I need some material to. T- <laughs> I don't, I don't deserve that look that you're giving me from across this room. I don't appreciate it. So anyway, yeah. Um, notes, notes. I'll be taking notes.
0: Mm.
2: Okay, I want to talk about something serious before we get into our content. Okay. So. um... On previous episodes, I know that we've talked about colorism in the U.S. and racism in the U.S., but um, racism, classism, those things exist globally, not just here in America. So I wanted to, since it is still Women's History Month, I wanted to talk about um, a lady by the name of Marielle Franco. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. was a Brazilian councilwoman, and she was the only black woman on um, Rio. She's Rio, yeah. Um, on um, the fifty-one member um governing council, she was openly lesbian and very out- outspoken about race relations and pro- uh, police brutality. So, right, right at a year ago on March fourteenth last year, she was leaving like a town hall or something or another and as she was getting into her vehicle two people on um, in a car rolled up and just shot and killed her right and so it started this um you know like outcry in brazil and it was like a hashtag and you know they were trying to figure out who um killed her and the hashtag was who ordered mario's murder so she had been very outspoken about police brutality about corrupt police and about the oppression of black and brown people mm-hmm. in Brazil. And um, I mean, I know like the media will portray that, you know, Brazilians all look a certain way, but they look just like we do. There are shades or all colors because they are of the diaspora and anywhere that you have a class that has money and is in power that is not. It doesn't matter even if they are black, but if, especially if they're not black. And you have poor communities and people that are darker skinned that don't have money. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be oppressed. And then are the people with money. So that is what has been going on there. And so this past week, they arrested two former police officers mm-hmm. in of connection course. with her um, murder. And what was interesting to me is that up until... You know how it is. Like, they they try to downplay stuff until it's just like the people are just going nuts. Yes. So initially when she was murdered, I was reading where they were saying that the government basically said that racism isn't an issue. Just kind of like how they're doing here with, with the New Zealand and, you know, with the, um, the terrorist attacks that we get here that they don't, it's not racism. Right. But it is. It is. She was an openly gay black woman, only black woman on this council who vehemently spoke out against racism and police. Brutality. You know, it's
1: crazy because this does not come as a surprise when it happened. We said it's the government or mm-hmm. it's the police force. Mm-hmm. So duh, of course, of course they arrested two officers and I'm sure plenty of other officers knew about it. Yeah, they did. And
2: I, it always goes back to that question. That has is I don't feel like it'll ever be answered, and it's still not answered of who is policing the police. Right, no one, nobody, no one, nowhere. So I just wanted to make sure that you know we mentioned her name because it's Women's History Month, and she she obviously made a huge impact on the women. I think she was speaking at a Black um, empowerment conference, Black women empowerment conference, after she when she was gunned down. So I just wanted to make mention of that to let our listeners know that. This fight is going on everywhere. Right, That we are not alone in this fight. It's happening everywhere, and we have to continue to. Because I I guarantee you, if they wouldn't have started a movement behind her, Mm -hmm. they would have just let it go. Of course. But they stood up and was like, no, we need to know who murdered her. Because, I mean, you know, they probably already, I mean, we already knew who did it. Right. So, you know. We just need to hear you say it. We need to hear you say it. We need to see them in jail. So, Rest in power to Mario Franco and blessings okay. to the people of
1: Brazil. Right, I'm glad that there's some justice here, mm-hmm. or it looks like she may get some justice. Yep. Cause just because you got picked up doesn't mean, honey, okay. a charge don't mean no conviction. Okay. All
2: right. Cause look at R Kelly. Bloop.
1: I do want to say one of, one other thing, and I, I I prefer to end on this note since based on our content, so some foolishness is what I mean. Um. You heard the stories about Kodak Black from this week. I muted his
2: name on my stuff. Did you really? I don't That like was probably him. the smartest thing you I, could have done. I do not like him. Okay? You guys can listen to his music. You can do whatever you what want. What is a
1: Kodak Black as, song? Do you know one? Like, for real. Like, could you name one? I'm I'm sure I know
2: them. I just yeah, don't know that, that song I know Yeah, that song Travis Scott. Only because it, pops up, it popped up in my um, workout. workout. It's ZZ. Okay. Something's done. something Wrong. Looking oh, like I still real? do fraud. That's Kodak Black. Yeah, sure. Okay. And so, some of Jeez beans. I don't know. He's it's something he says. Those are only two songs I've heard of. <laughs> Why did that just tickle me so and I look at my title? I'm like, oh, that's Gremlin. Let me hit
1: next. So Kodak Black like was him. already out here disrespecting Young Ma. Um, and you guys can go look up the story yourself. Of course he's using slurs and in the in the way that many men in the past have basically disregarded you know someone's sexual orientation especially if they're a woman who you know likes women it's like uh, oh but I'm a man so I can say this and if I wanted to I could do this Child,
2: I don't, don't care if you. Want you right so I don't know who listen only a mother's somebody. love nope no, somebody I'm just saying a face only, only a, a mother, mother could love, could love. okay
1: <laughs> But the story that I want to tell right quick, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but Sticky Fingers from Onyx. Come on now, Onyx, like, respect.
2: That's what's wrong with these kids. They ain't got no respect. Well, he said this. Some of these kids so, get get whooped around in the circle. They all up in the air.
1: No, he didn't get that. Or maybe he did. I don't know. Kodak Black is on on. I think IG Live telling the story about sticky Fingers, and you can go look it up for yourself. But he's basically saying he was on my tour bus dancing. I didn't like his old head energy because I don't respect. I don't like. He said these at words, and I'm paraphrasing, but out of his own mouth, like i don't like older people i didn't i don't like i didn't like his old head energy he was dancing on my tour bus he said something about him being from the 70s or the 80s and that being old and which made me laugh so hard so he was like he basically stole off on sticky fingers and punched him in the face and then that sticky fingers had a, a bag on his tour bus And that he took the bag, and there was a gun in it. And he took the gun and tried to shoot Sticky Fingers with his own gun. And Sticky Fingers took off running, but the gun was fake. And he was like, well, if it's a fake gun, if you know your gun is fake, then why are you running? First of all, I do not believe you, sir. Second of all, I do not believe you, sir. Third of all, I do not believe that you punched Sticky Fingers in the face. And that we've never heard about it. And that you're still here to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to leave that at that. But
2: 70s, 80s? He didn't like his old head energy, girl. Listen, let's let this is what I'ma say, cause you already, you look real geriatric in the face. So let's see, let's see what happens when we get, you know, 20 years down the road and let's let's see how you look with that gut and all this scissor and all of this and all that. Let's just see how you look. Cause I guarantee you these 80s old heads gonna be in much better condition than you. Gremlin at the, the at the exact same whoever, time. Whoever whoever is around you need to stop feeding you after midnight. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. Midnight. Don't feed him the midnight, okay? Cause you see what happens. They don't die; they multiply. Okay, and that's all. I thought time. that was baby's kids. He he ain't one. He ain't a baby. <laughs> you mean tell me he is not a baby's kid?
1: Child, I don't know whose kid he is. Um, Moving right along, so it is still Women's uh, History Month, Women's Month, and we here at the Culture Shock Podcast are equal opportunity historians when it comes to people of color with an emphasis on black. That right, that right. So today, we want to give you a real Culture Shock by teaching you about black women, criminals. (laughs) Black women, crime bosses, and criminals. Listen, everybody everybody knows somebody. Okay, everybody knows somebody. Everybody knows somebody. Somebody, never mind.
2: Too much. Um, so B, who you got? So, first on my list is the world renowned Doris Payne. Okay, Doris Payne. Is a jewel thief who has been stealing jewels. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I love Miss Doris so much? I do. Why? She has been stealing jewels for over fifty years. She is the true definition of a kleptomaniac. So, um, like I said, she's a high-end jewelry thief. She has um, committed crimes in Greece, Britain, (laughs) France, Switzerland. Monte Carlo, and even here at South Park Mall in at, Charlotte. Yes! What's, wasn't that recently? Not recently, in, but like... In 2015. But like, yeah, I was going yeah, to say, not long too ago. long ago. No, it's not that long ago. Um, back in July of 2015, she was arrested in David Yerman <laughs> here in Charlotte, for taking a $33,000 engagement ring oh, from right. the counter. And, Did that, and they clearly didn't know she was the Doris Payne. No. Because... Back in the day, it, she it was, like, high alert. Like, they knew who to look out for. But basically, her M.O. was she would come into the store, like, well-dressed. And she was just a beautiful lady. Uh-huh. She would come in, like, well-dressed and ask to see multiple pieces of jewelry at one time in an effort to confuse the clerk while she stole one. Right. And they, you know, they kind of forget, like, what all they put out on the counter. And they put this stuff back and she leaves and Boom. She got whatever she has dropped down in her sleeve. Right. So there was a documentary on about her own um lifetime. I mean not lifetime on Netflix called The Life and Crimes of Doris Payne. And it talked about how um her most notorious crime was stealing a ten carat diamond ring um valued at five hundred thousand dollars in Monte Carlo. And they arrested her, she served nine months, but they never got the they never got the ring back. Or the diamond back. They never got it back. <laughs> And she was arrested in Ohio back in the 80s and escaped from federal prison during a hospital visit. So, mm-hmm. your girl. Diamond Doris Payne. ain't nobody take my pride. Hey, uh-uh. can't, can't nobody hold me, hold me down. down. Oh no. I, I got, got to keep on moving. on moving. Doris was like, uh-uh.
1: Did you what see? jail? Did jail! Where they were gonna do a movie about her and they may still do it, but Tessa Thompson, my girl.
2: Was
1: supposed to play uh, Diamond Doris.
2: That is. Listen, bro. Y'all, this got go to be watch, a movie. Stop sleeping on the women. This is content. Go watch. Go watch the movie. Go watch the documentary for yourself. And I think, but part of her, part of her ability to get out of these things and to escape is she is charming. She yeah. knows. She knows how to play up her jeunesse quoi.
1: She really does. She
2: knows what she's doing. Because, I mean, you watch and you just fall on, like you feel sorry for. Her. Right. And then who's gonna throw a little bitty 80-something-year-old granny in jail with health problems? Like, nobody's gonna put her in jail. I mean... And con- that's why she keeps doing Context. It. When she
1: <laughs> stole... From Charlotte. She was already like 81, get ready to turn 82.
2: Yeah, and I think she had an ankle bracelet on. Like, she don't care. <laughs> Not funny. She does, She said, look, I've never been doing this my whole life. And, and you can tell, like, when she talks about it, mm-hmm. she just genuinely likes to do it. Mm-hmm. I think she gets a thrill out of knowing, like, I can get away with this. Like, it's the thrill. Right. Um, dang, what's your boy's name? Um,
1: Now I cannot get the name Frank White out of my head. Um, Frank Lucas? Yes, that's Frank Lucas got like some of his first money when he moved from North Carolina to New York as a teenager. He got some of his first money that same way. Like he walked in, he wanted to see some jewelry. He asked to see something else and the guy went I don't know why he did this because this is like a little black boy. I mean I, I can't imagine somebody trusting a young black guy at the counter with a bunch of jewelry st- still out. But they went to the back to get some more jewelry, and Frank took all the jewelry and just dumped it into his bag and took off. And like that's how he ended up with, like his first set of coins to work with and mm-hmm.
2: multiply. I feel like Ruby D should have won an Oscar just for that, just for that scene. Mm-hmm. Whenever he came down the steps and she was fussing at him, mm-hmm. it was like, "She is going to leave you." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah She, yes. she should have got an Oscar just for that. Cause when I tell you, she, I was in my feelings like. Oh, my God. Like, boy, don't be doing your mom and your mama like this. Yes. Do not have
1: Miss Ruby D like this, Frank. You know, in real life, they arrested Frank's mama and daddy. And everybody, like, everybody got arrested. I'm sure they did. Okay. We're not talking about the men, but I'm just saying. A piece of history, just so you know. Okay, so, on my books, I did not mean that um (laughs) pun intended pun intended um stephanie st clair mobster maven gangster ran tons of businesses in harlem in the 1900s which you know i said last week i love the 1900s 1920s specifically she ran numbers um but it's crazy because i'm gonna tell you a little bit about her but she was also a black activist so it's like really hard not to love her because she took her money and she would like put ads in the paper about police brutality or like if something was going wrong, like if the mob was against her, she would open up an ad. Like she would complain about the police, um, like coming and harassing her. But because nobody was doing anything about the complaint, she would just pay to have it put in the paper so everybody could read about it. It was crazy. She was like Robin Hood. I, I kind of feel that way a little bit. Um, she had beef with the police. She had beef with the mafia, after they started moving to Harlem after Prohibition ended, because they couldn't get any money or whatever. And so I guess like they wanted payment from not just her, but everybody and she just wouldn't fold. Um, they called her Queenie, Madam Queen, um, Madam St. Clair, or Madame St. Clair, which is the name that I used to hear all the time. And her chief uh, um, enforcer was El- Ellsworth Johnson, a.k.a. Bumpy bumpy johnson which ties back into the whole frank lucas thing um so with her like running numbers it was a tight system too like she got filthy rich off of running numbers and she was still able to keep her business even though the mafia like was kind of against her until bumpy double crossed her
2: that's how it
1: always is that when somebody selling you out exactly um and so The very guy that was, like, trying to get payment from her, Bumpy ended up siding with. And so she kind of bowed out, gave her business to Bumpy so that she wouldn't get hurt. She got married. She ended up shooting. (laughs) Huh? Shooting the man that she was married to. She did go to jail. He was a terrible person, too. But we're not talking about the men um and she eventually got out of jail reconciled with bumpy he moved in with her and was kind of like her protection until he died and then she died a year later but when she died she was still filthy rich at 81 um from running numbers and from being a black mobster in harlem in the 1900s oh I do want to say this. You can see portrayals of of um, Saint Clair in the Cotton Club, the 1984 um, rendition of Cotton Club, in Hoodlum in 1997. Cicely Tyson played her, and there's a play called 409 Edgecombe Avenue, um, the house of the house on Sugar Hill. So, it's a couple write ups about her, couple works, but I would like to see a modern day movie.
2: I would, too. You know who probably could do good?
1: Who? Queen Latifah. For sure.
2: Because, you know, she was Mama Morton.
1: I was just getting ready she to say, okay, tie it right back into that Chicago. She could be
2: good. And listen,
1: she did shoot her husband. He had it coming. Oh, you're going to
2: shoot me in my pinky though? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Delorese. Oh, God. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. When I tell you, what was that show? Touch, my, Touch angel. my Angel. Oh my God. I used to love that show. When so I was growing up.
1: that was my first introduction to um Reese because I wasn't really, a, not that I wasn't allowed to watch Harlem Nights. I just, it was a while yeah, before they let first me watch one it. Too. So when I saw her in Harlem Nights. And she's still like she's the same age. I was shook Back then.
2: I was like, <gasps> is she cussing? Throw it up and watch it turn into sunshine. Okay. 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 So I feel like I totally went all the way left with my people. Because I just went to the straight killers. That's okay. I want to I hear. That's just what I'd be liking to watch. Damn. Because Ma'am. I like killers. Killers. You know what? Those shows are very interesting. They are. Because the psychology behind it, I'm not going to no, know that's weird. I don't like killers. But the psychology and just hearing about the, the true, I'm a true crime person. I'm a snapped girl. Right. So I wanted to talk about this true story. Um, The Felicia Blakely story. Now, okay. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but I watched this movie. They did a, a movie. It's called When Love Kills. Mm-hmm. And it was basically kind of like um, a biography or a biopic about this girl. And it had Lil Mama in it, Lance Gross, and Tammy Roman. It was produced by Tasha Smith. Okay. So it was all black production. And basically, it's a true story of Felicia Blakely, who was Lil Mama in the video. She was a young girl, she got pregnant needed money, started stripping, met a pimp, and then everything went to hell from that point. Okay. So she started um, basically I guess you could say, you know, uh, sticking people up. Like she would, you know, pretend like her and her girls were going to come in and strip, and then she would just, at first it just started off she would rob them, and you know, steal all their money, if they had guns, jewels, or whatever, she would steal it. Then it got to the point to where her pimp wanted her to start killing people. And he was abusive to her and all this kind of stuff. So she eventually ended up going on a 24-hour murdering and robbing spree. That's bananas. She killed like three people, Mm -hmm. robbed them, and ended up, now she's serving 30, no, she's serving three life sentences, and she does like um, things in jail where she kind of like counsels young girls about the dangers of like, you know, being in an abusive relationship. I was going to say it was that relationship, girl. Yeah, that's what it is, because she was such a sweet Girl, like, at the beginning of the movie, her mom, like, really didn't want her to do much. Like, she was, I don't want to say she was naive, but she was naive. Mm-hmm. Um And, I mean, but she was out here living. Like, I mean, they had money, fur, she had all of this stuff. Like, they were making money. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point to where she was just basically, like, his do girl. And she fell for it. 19 Wait, What years happened old. to him? Nothing. Because she, they're the ones who went to the house and did it. He went with them. So it's her word against theirs.
1: Right. I believe her though.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I believe her too. But yeah. it was a good movie. Um, true crime. And um, I mean, this person is still with us. Right. So But not all at the same time. No she's
1: going to do it years. Right. Okay, so let me tell you about um, Charmaine Roman. I don't know if you guys have heard this story before. Because I've heard it like three or four times before I actually looked it up. But she's a Jamaican national who migrated to the U.S. in the 80s. And she started trafficking marijuana. Of course, some people will not think that's a big deal. Um, but she started trafficking um, weed in like 97, like towards the end of the 90s. Um, and she wasn't really caught until 2013, which is not that long ago. So the whole time, like the police are watching her, right? The whole time they're thinking she's just aiding. The whole time she was the boss in charge. And so mm-hmm. they had been watching her since 2006, which to me for marijuana is a long time. But, you know, they were doing they like, that to do. right. But they were also doing a little um, gun trafficking as well. But anyway, she's like a a grandmother driving a land, a land Rover, which is also what I feel like might have put her on the map. Mm-hmm. She lived in a flashy condo, um, like one of those condos that's uh, really popular in Florida. And she used to gamble a lot, and she was helping to raise her grandson. But allegedly, Roman laundered millions of dollars of drug money at the Wynn Casino in Vegas, which I love. It's so beautiful. Um and she was also laundering money through like an um an inactive uh promo company called sure Thing Investments. So when they capture her, police seized thirty thirty two thousand pounds of marijuana. They seized guns, they seized cars and like two hundred thousand dollars in cash from her operation. Sidebar, on top of that, she won $187,000 in scratch-off lottery tickets mm. from, like, 2010 until she was caught in 2017. That is equally crazy.
2: Very crazy.
1: And why she need one hundred eighty-seven? dollars You know what? I'm not in nobody's pockets. But, yeah, um, what they who they call the kingpin, which probably should be queenpin, Charmaine Roman. Tell you came from Jamaica and racked up, didn't she?
2: Got all the money. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. Who's your next killer? This ain't no killer. I'm going to change it up because I don't want to talk about no more killers. She I ain't no talk killer, about... but don't push her? She ain't no killer that we know of. Okay. But she made some coins. So, one night on my YouTube binge, I came across a lady um, who was doing an interview by the name of Kimberly Smedley. Have you ever heard of her? Uh, no. So Miss Medley was arrested and charged and placed in um, federal prison for a number of years for basically being a illegal butt injector, illegal butt shot injector. Oh, girl! This now listen. This lady made one point five million dollars doing illegal butt injections. Allegedly, she's done K Michelle, Tiny. I mean, like, she was, like, the it girl for doing this. She Her little operation was so tight, she had doctors on payroll. And that's how they ended up getting to her. Some doctors snitched on her. She was, she was paying the doctors the to get her the um, silicone and that type of, the hospital-grade silicone. So she had, like, a whole operation. And she actually talked about how she learned how to navigate and, you know, how to, you know, get clientele and all that stuff from one of her friends who was a trans woman and Mm -hmm. that's you know where that kind of started at illegally and so she learned the tricks of the trade from her and once she passed she kind of took all of her clients along with everybody else that she had garnered. and like she was talking about how like I mean people would pay her like a hundred thousand dollars like she would just show up at their house do what she needed to do and leave and this was just like recently and now she's She's out and she's written a book. And I think she was supposed to have like a TV show, like a reality show. It's, it's intense. Y'all but should see how I'm staring at Bia. um What? She made an estimated $1.5 million over the course of like maybe 10 years.
1: See, I feel like over the course of 10 years for butt injections, $1.5 million is not enough to go to jail for. If you ain't got no other
2: means of money, I get
1: it, but I, I don't mean it that way. I mean, I would have thought she would have made is, more this money. This is alleged,
2: This is what the government could track. Now, uh, you know what? Say this this no more. Yeah, this is what they could track, and this is. But I get. I'm pretty sure she made more than that. But of course, she's not gonna, cause you know she probably had that money stashed somewhere. Facts. Big facts. So I would. Yeah, I just want to talk about Miss Medley. Okay.
1: But that's it. Um, let's see. Who do I want to talk about? Uh, I'm probably gonna give y'all like one more. Okay, okay. So you heard of Jamika Thompson before, right? Mm-mm. For real. Okay, so na- picture it, Sicily, <laughs> nineteen thirty. <1930. laughs> right, right now, in in like um the eighties, you know, the crack e- epidemic was popping. Um, and Jamika Thompson is basically like who they dubbed the Queen Pin. She um was, like, in L.A., cocaine trade. Um, like, when she was younger, she was kicked out of her house, you know, had to find a way to support herself. She struck a partnership with this guy named um, Daph Mosley. Um, he had, like, a really lucrative cocaine trafficking business, and they later got married and, of course, had a son together and everything like that. But when Mosley died, I think he ended up getting shot. Mm-hmm. It was like a drive-by thing. I almost want to say that they were together. Um, she was devastated, right? But she was like, okay, I'm going to take this business and I'm going to flip it. And she basically just racked up in cocaine money. And I lost my train
2: of thought. Because you think thinking about all that cocaine money you about to
1: go. Out <laughs> I'm, I'm not I. I know, you, I know
2: what you're thinking about.
1: So, I think whenever whenever I saw, like, a reenactment of it, I feel like they might have picked her up from, like, a show that her son was doing mm-hmm. or, like, a graduation or something like that. Um, but one time, like, the police was after her. She knew they were after her. And it was that. So, in 93, her son was having a graduation and she knew that the police were looking for her. But she had to go to his graduation, and they were basically there waiting oh, for her. Oh, well, you know,
2: that's why well, they was going to be there.
1: Yep. I thought that, I mean, when I saw it, I thought it was kind of admirable where she was like, you know what? This is my, my baby. Like, I can't miss this. I know I'm about to get it. Like, on one hand, I'm like, girl, are you crazy. You knew they were going to be there. But on the flip side of that, I'm just like, oh, I kind of get it. She is, I don't. I think she's out of jail. She got released from prison in like 05. Oh, good, 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 good. So I feel she wasn't even, well, she was in there for like thirteen years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, a total of thirteen years. She was in maximum security prison. She was um in the same prison as what's her name, Griselda Blanco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so heavy stuff, but uh, she's out, and I want to say, she like has a church or she's a minister now.
2: It, it's it's crazy. Yeah, girl, I won't be going. <laughs> no. No. Listen, listen, Daddy. Sinners need love too. <laughs> I just got one more to talk about, and we can just go on. So oh, I do
1: want to say this because what? I think this was a recurring theme, like throughout the day. The reason she got caught is because she was dating a dude named Cheese. It's always the dude. Hurt feelings. They got. They broke up, and he ratted on her. Always the dude. Yep.
2: It's always the dude.
1: So I'm gonna just say that. I'm just leaving right
2: there. See, watch who you be laying up with. I wonder where Cheese is now. Honey, with that name, ain't no telling. He had it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no telling. But I was going to talk about these other chicks. Okay. Oh, God. So, the year. A team? Yeah, it was a team of girls. It was like back in 96, like in LA. I'm scared. So, this was like back in, you know, 96 or whatever. And it was a group of homegirls. And the one girl... Mm-mm. you know her name was frankie right okay she, frankie had gotten fired from her job as a bank teller or whatever i hate you and then she like <laughs> went to work at luther's janitorial service uh, Well, her home yeah. tt you know tt had a baby or whatever and then it was like cleo cleo was crazy you know she Not. had a cornrows and then stoney and stoney like just lost her you know lost her brother they were trying to get money listen they started robbing them banks I'll find a way. Listen, Homegirl do. was doing it, but they got
1: greedy. Living
2: without you. They got greedy and they had to set it off. They was my favorite crime boss. I do not. Favorite crime boss. I boxer. cannot. They set it off. Cleo, TT, Stoney You are my and sister,
1: and my strength, and my pride. Only God may know why. What is the procedure when, when you got, got a gun got to your head? head. I, I can't
2: stand you, B. That was good, girl. You're going to That was you got it, you got it, yeah. they're my the so, one. They're my, they're
0: my favorite crime boxes. You sound like I'm swear. I'm just saying, if
2: y'all don't know about that story, Google it. They got music to go with it and everything.
1: If you don't know about that story and you Google it, you're going to be angry. So just don't. <laughs> in this one instance, I know we usually tell you to, but in this one, one instance, don't do your Googles. Don't you do it.
2: Well, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't even listen to this. No way, you're too young. You know what? That's a valid point. And on that note, do you have anybody else? Now, nah, girl, <sighs> that just took me over. <laughs> it's a Bone thug song on there that is my favorite. It's called Days of Our Lives.
1: Yeah, but oh, actually, I love that song. The
2: um Woo! the soundtrack to set it off is really good. These are the days of our lives. Y'all mm-hmm. understand how y'all understand how much I used to love Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes, we do. Thug life. <sighs> Thug life, girl. I remember they got this one song on there called "What Is It Called?" Blood smokers only. Mm-hmm. I had no yep. business listening to this. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Whoa! I you like love it.
1: I, I like Bone Thugs because it was good, but I was crazy about Crucial Conflict for some yeah. reason. Hey. Like all the songs on the whole album, like I just wanted to play them every morning before school.
2: That show was about Bone Thugs, H Town, Immature. Please. I, I will never like again. I saw that on your little
1: Instagram story Girl, and I was I, like,
2: it just listen, uh, listen, y'all. It if, took me to a place. If y'all wanna if y'all wanna go down memory lane, go to title, okay? Go search Tracy Spencer Tender Kisses, right? Play that one song.
0: And And then it's just gonna start.
2: When I tell you, I was up in the floor. I mean, I had New Edition. I had SWV. They was playing Karen White. They was playing. I mean, who else? They played Immature. I mean, all of that high five, girl. Tevin Campbell. That's a good playlist. I was back. I was. I was six years old again. Nice dancing in my mama' living room, girl. Hard. Like a fly girl on Living Color. Besides that last <laughs> one,
1: thank you for uh your contribution to the conversation. That was today. a good one. Who
2: what other... it's not real? Says who? It's real to me. Dear Listen, God. there has never been a more sadder death than Cleo when she got killed. Okay? Ma'am, okay. When Cleo I Cleo touched wanna, me to my spirit.
1: Well, if I wanted to cry, I would either go like fast forward the movie to that part. Or I would put on the five steps video on my VHS. Oh, God. I had recorded VHS. it off the of
2: TV. Yeah, that was sad. Drew Hill was, was popping back in that
1: Listen, head. I need like a Drew Hill Jagged Edge 112. I'm missing somebody.
2: I could even do silk in a concert. Ooh. Yo. You know that one, little John John, whatever his name is, is he's from South Carolina. he hmm in South Carolina. Because my and friends, we, Baby Daddy used to sing with him. Everybody. My mama's baby daddy cousin. My sister in law baby cousin Tracy <laughs> right. said she seen you at the movies last night was hugged up with some tramp. Now, now tell, tell me who she was. <laughs> <laughs> what, is what is your good word for the good people today? Um. Okay, this is my good word and I'm going to keep it short. I had this experience today where I um had to go and do something for my business and I initially felt like, well, I mean, they did a good job, but they weren't, I, they went warm and fuzzy right. and then I immediately had to check myself and realize that and I have been saying this for the past couple weeks so I don't even know why I felt that way because I had to check myself. Everybody in business ain't gotta be your friend. They just gotta do their job. And do it well. And do it well. As long as they do their job and do it well we ain't gotta be friends. Long customer service does matter to no, me. No the customer service was fine. Oh okay, But it just okay. wasn't warm and fuzzy. Gotcha. Like I'm warm and fuzzy. I didn't get warm and fuzzy. Right. I just got quality service and buy pay your money get out so sometimes people don't get warm and fuzzy and they go write
1: a bad review when really they got good service
2: yeah so everybody ain't gotta be your friend okay as long as they're providing their service appropriately it's quality work they're not disrespecting you they ain't gotta be your friend right get what you pay for and leave get out your feelings and get to these checks i like it that's my good
1: word. i like it what about you my good word is also very short this week. It is master your poker face. I
2: thought you were supposed to say master Pocahontas. I I to say that is so racist. What? I don't know. I thought you were supposed to say Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> what the? I was like master poker. I just you know what I thought I my my mind was spinning, and then when you said it, I was just like, oh wait, that's not what she
1: was. About focus, was like, be focused. Master right. your poker face and. I only said this because I was thinking yesterday, like, the goal of negative energy is to really get you off your rocker. Like, the goal of anyone carrying negative energy into your space is to take you out of your box, out of your bag, like, get you off of the path that you're on. You gotta master your poker face. Like, I can remember
2: several times
1: sitting places and knowing that people were saying things that they thought were going to shock me, and I was just like, oh, okay and then i just keep it moving so just master your poker face no matter how you feel sometimes i'm not saying don't be expressive but mm-hmm. what i am saying is you don't always have to let people especially those people you're not accountable for who are not accountable for you know how you're feeling now you can come home and um invent mm-hmm. and let it out and decompress to your loved ones or just you know find a way to do that on your own to channel rechannel. Your energy, but just master your poker face. And uh, don't let the people outside of your circle or your your positive energy know what you're thinking or how you're feeling or how they have affected you, especially if it's negative.
0: Got that right. You can
1: reel that in a lot quicker if people don't know. Because if they know, they'll start tap dancing on that. Like, yeah. oh, I found it.
2: I just, I just had that conversation with my mama. Like, people know that there's this one... Topic that I'm sensitive about, mm-hmm. so they always bring it up. Mm-hmm. And so now when they bring it up, I I act totally clueless. Like I don't know what they're talking. I'm like, who? right, what, right? What are you talking about? Because I Good. know that if you see me get upset, it's just gonna make you pick and poke at that. So right. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, that's not you know who. Right. Who? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Not really. Because okay. people, misery loves company, child That's all I'm saying. Misery loves company. And if anybody can pull you down and make you feel bad like they feeling, they will do it every time. You better say that. They and will so do it every time. time. You you always see, like, water flows to where it's empty at. Mm-hmm. They will drain you to try to fill themselves up. And then turn around and ask you why you are so empty. Or say, why you being so mean? Or why you so angry? Why you so hostile? Mm-hmm. Why you got an attitude? Well, uh, Because you've been poking me for the last... 10 years about the same thing that's why i'm just not like candy said i'm gonna get the blowing up on your ass okay (laughs) i noticed i noticed that like with people
1: in my life especially in the past and people still do it today i can think of a instance like maybe a month and a half ago where i thought i was being kind and i kept being poked and i kept being poked and i'm like okay 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 and then I, I get back then to the corner and then I come out fighting whatever fighting looks like in that moment and people are like I mean I was just saying or I'm not trying to make you mad or you...
2: but you are but you are because you if really you weren't
1: point. you would stop mm-hmm. you would stop when you saw my demeanor change you would stop you know when you saw me get quiet or when I asked you to stop
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's good
2: um Got anything you don't want the people to forget? No. Y'all just better be saying y'all prayers and making sure you didn't gave up what you giving up for lint child. Mm-hmm.
1: That's
2: it. I ain't got nothing. After I done sat up here, and said 30 cuss words, but God knows my heart. He
1: knows. Okay? God
2: knows my heart. God knows my
1: heart. You know what? As a call to action, I do want you guys to kind of, because I want to know how you feel about this, and I want to have an in-depth conversation sometime soon about like global adoption and you and i have talked about this um recently volunteerism like global volunteerism um so uh, i want to pose a question to you guys like how do you feel about global adoption of like you know how celebrities and not even celebrities people who can afford to will go over to ethiopia let's say And get children and then bring them back to the U.S. And, you know, adopt them and raise
2: them. I want to know how you guys feel about that. Um, That is so interesting. I just listened to an episode of This American Life. And mm -hmm. basically, they highlighted this couple who wanted to adopt. And they adopted a a young boy who was like seven or eight from an orphanage in Romania. Uh Never really got physical contact. Never, I mean, just ate and went back to his room or his crib. And so, once they got him his mind couldn't understand that they were not his parents. He got in his mind that they left him there and then they just came back to get him. And so he developed what's called attachment disorder where he, he could not receive or give any type of emotion to these parents. Like, I mean, fighting black and no mama's just all, because he thought that they were the original parents, and they left him there for that long, it was a very, very interesting story, and wow. it just makes me think about it because we're talking about overseas or out of the out of the country adoptions, and that is not having something to that extreme, yeah. But the fact that I don't really know how you've been treating this child or what has really happened, right? You know what I mean? Like it just would, I don't know. I feel you.
1: Uh, okay, with that being said, I hate to go. This was a really good conversation today, but you know, you guys can follow us on social media. We're interacting with you guys all week long on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're everywhere that you can listen to podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts. And I do want to say this one thing I definitely want to give a shout out to Peyron and Liz over at the Unconventional Millennials Podcast. They just started, um, but they are already doing good, really good work over there. So shout out to you guys! Keep doing your thing, and we'll keep listening. And you guys who are listening to us, if you want to hear um, similar content with a different spin, please go over and listen to them as well. If all hearts and minds are clear, make clear. I'm a girl named Tiffany, and I'm Courtney B. Until next week, we
2: out.
1: <laughs>